Well, it's good to have you back with us. Another edition of Death Taxes and Duval. Rick Ballou, Hayes, Carline. We wrap up the first, well, OTA this week in which there will be media uh, accessibility. First things first, Hayes, let's say hello to our sponsor. Yeah, this might be our, our hottest off-the-press death taxes in Duval that we've had in some time, Rick, because you and I were just on the practice field a little bit uh, around an hour ago, and we certainly appreciate our good friend John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Look, we all have to pay for car insurance. Uh, you want to you get the best deal you can. You want to have the most efficient plan that you can have. You don't want to be paying for things you don't need in your policy. Call John Spicklemeyer. Have him look at your car insurance policy, 471-7155. Chances are John can save you some good cash on your car insurance. Again, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471-7155. Well, let's begin by thanking the PR staff for having a nice, fresh roster because, my goodness, did you ever need it out there today with oh, yeah. uh, almost 90 players, man. And seems like about half that group is – is new if you look at the free agents, uh, the draft picks, the street free agents, the undrafted free agents, and and everything else that was going by uh, going on. Thought it was a good workout today. It was it was hot. It looked to be uh, you know a lot of installation today. I thought both on the offense and defense. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was uh, it was really good on on both sides of the ball. And the thing that jumped out to me, Rick, was the anticipation that Trevor Lawrence is throwing with to Christian Kirk. I I think is is way advanced than what I expected it to be. I mean, he there was you know one occasion where he's throwing the ball. Christian Kirk is still three steps away from making his break to the outside. Kirk turns around, balls right there. He makes the catch, makes a nice play. Very hard uh, to cover that kind of uh, chemistry between the quarterback and the receiver. And and that was one example. Kirk had three catches in a row, and and that one, the one that I just mentioned, wasn't even in that sequence had a, uh, a very nice grab deep down the middle of the field from Trevor. So I was glad to see that. You never know about, you know, how, how well, you know, guys will work together. Uh, there's incredible amount of buzz in the building on Christian Kirk. And while he's little, you can see why. Uh, he's a great separator. And uh, it looks like he and Trevor Lawrence are, are in sync early, which is great to see. Obviously, it's early, but, you know, all we can do is judge it off what we've seen. I thought Trevor to... To Christian Kirk was a uh, sensational connection today. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, some deep stuff at all. They weren't just dinking and dunking. They were allowing Lawrence to uh, to really extend it today and uh, throw in the football. And, you know, I'd seen Christian Kirk up close and personal, uh, you know, last year when, when Arizona was in town. And, uh, you know, I met him as well, just like you did a few weeks back when he was introduced. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I was just under the impression that, that he was a little bit taller of a wide receiver. That was not the case today, but I, I thought it was a good effort uh, overall for him. Uh, also today, I, I, I came away uh, pretty impressed with the hands that I saw with both Evan Ingram and, and I thought Dan Arnold had a nice workout. It, it appeared to me that Arnold may not be 100% back as far as his burst, or, or maybe it was just my eyes failing me. Uh, this afternoon, but uh, you know, I'm looking for a little bit more as we get closer uh, to the regular season because I think he's got an opportunity to be a big part of this. It kind of feels like he's lost when you start talking about targets and weapons. You probably go six or seven deep before you get to Dan Arnold. I have higher expectations for him. Yeah, I think that's a, a accurate assessment. You know, Dan Arnold is is going to be the forgotten guy. I think in a lot of people's minds, but. 
Uh, but he is somebody that has proven that he can be a reliable weapon and, and bring some explosiveness to that position. Obviously, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram really is a receiver. I mean, it, it was striking to me watching him, Rick, in warm-ups. I mean, he's the same size as Zay Jones. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, it's not on the roster. On the roster, there's a difference. But in eyeballing them, they they look like basically the same guy. And that's not a knock to either one of them. It's just that Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram could be listed as a receiver, and it would be believable. Don't you think? Right. Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. And and we got that one opportunity today. It was, uh, you know, we're not supposed to be too specific on what they're running, but, uh, you know, it was some sort of a crossing pattern. And I thought Lawrence threw a real nice ball, but we got an opportunity to see the extension with Ingram where he made a hands-only grab, which was, was really nice. And frankly, you haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of that Yeah, he plucked uh, in it. the last few years here, practice-wise. Yeah, that was very encouraging to see. And if, if that can be a part of this offense, you know, that's only going to help this football team. Yeah, I, I agree. That play stood out to me as well. And it was great to see Travis Etienne and everything that, that he can add to the offense. Again, if you didn't know that he was coming off a Liz Frank injury, uh, you would you would think he is perfectly healthy, and I mean he 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 looks like he's not under any constraints. Obviously, this is a practice that's voluntary, and there's no contact. And but I mean, th- there was nothing holding him back, and uh, I thought you know he looked outstanding. Uh, he did have a drop, uh, which has to be mentioned. But in terms of uh, you know just his speed and and his ability, I thought seeing Travis Etienne catch passes from Trevor Lawrence was really exciting as well today. Yeah, it was good to see, and I was watching him doing some drills, uh, really, you know, being worked on hard by uh, Bernie Parmalee, and uh, it was good. I mean, obviously, when you think of Travis Etienne, you think of touching the ball from anywhere in the football field and having the ability to take it to the end zone. They were doing some blocking drills and some things on the sled, and and obviously there's room for improvement there, but to be fair, I I don't know how much that's really going to fit into what he's asked to do. Uh, so that was nice. And then, you know, not only running the football and showing a burst, but catching the ball as well. You you did mention the one drop that was disappointing. You would think that, you know, with the relationship that he has with Trevor Lawrence and Trevor spoke on it today after practice when he met with us, uh, you would hope that that is always going to be, you know, automatic, if you will. And uh, one got away today, but um, hey, it's, uh, it's mid-May. And if you let a pass drop now, uh, people will forget about that as long as you make it once the regular season begins. Yeah, no question about it. And and again, there's going to be some rust. I mean, he hasn't played you know football. He missed a whole year, so I I understand that. He it it was encouraging. I uh, he got a little work after practice on that. They had one drill where it wasn't really a drill because it was after practice. But they had the you know guys were working on the jugs machine, which is the traditional you know way you see you know players try and improve their their hands. But they also had this other thing right next to it where they were shooting tennis balls. You know, players were kneeling over a bucket and they were shooting tennis balls and they were catching the tennis ball. And so Travis was getting, you know, that hand-to-eye coordination work after practice as well. But uh, but he, he looks, the burst looks good. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's clear to me in, in watching today that the receivers are Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones and Zay Jones. Marvin Jones kind of led every drill, uh, is the established veteran guy uh, that's back. The thing that caught my eye, Rick, is LaVisca Chenault was, I thought, buried. I mean, he was sometimes the sixth guy running uh, in the drill. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, it's just one day. 
Uh, but I am curious to see if that becomes a trend uh, because we know how, how these things work. There's a pecking order. You don't your 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 deep reserves are not going first in drills. That's just not how it works. They can they can try and minimize the importance of reading into that stuff. But there's a reason why normally your top page your leaders are the first guys through the drills. And I thought that was interesting that Chenault was sometimes the sixth guy running in the receiver drill. Yeah, and, you know, back to ETN for a moment, even though he missed all last year, has never taken a snap at an NFL game. He was by far, without any question, the first running back in every drill and then once they got the team drill. So, yeah, Chenault doing a lot of different things. You know, I noticed today that they, they tried to use him in some different ways. I mean, I, I hate the Debo Samuel comparison because, frankly, it's just not fair, but uh, that seems to be kind of the common thought. Uh, by a lot of people and and fans of the Jaguars, you know, you Chanel like like uh, like Debo, and they did a couple of different things with him today. Uh, even watching him, you know, return punts uh, th- this afternoon. So he does seem to be the forgotten man right now. But I don't know. It seems like every year around here, at least one wide receiver goes down, particularly in camp. It's usually a soft tissue injury. So I just have a feeling that things like that work themselves out and that if he keeps plugging away, he is going to get an opportunity. I I never thought he would be, you know, a cut uh, possibility, a a possible casualty. It just makes so much sense. Third year money on a rookie contract. But, you know, I think it's been pointed out to him and perhaps it is by design that he has got to step up his play if he wants to remain on this football team. Yeah, I, I think so. It was interesting because he was behind Treadwell. I mean, it, to me, and you could even see it when the receivers sort of hung out a little. To me, it looked like Kirk, the two Joneses, and Treadwell were sort of almost their own group. And right. uh, and I, th- I, you know, again, it, it, I'm, am I reading it too much into it? Very easily. But, you know, we're out there to make observations, and it's what I observed. It just didn't seem like LaVisca Chenault was, you know, it was very much a part of the the – the frontline group when it came to that position. Um, defensively, uh, what stood out to you, Rick? Well, you know, obviously we were a little bit disappointed. We couldn't see Trayvon Walker. Um, I almost he, left I the practice. At, <laughs> I believe he's at Georgia. It's graduation, or uh, that's what I was told. I, I don't know if that's 100% the truth, but I wanted to see him. Also, on the flip side, I'll be the first to say it. And, and uh, you know, it was called personal reasons, so I don't know what it was, but I, I would have liked to have seen Cam Robinson out there after signing that enormous deal. Uh, with Trayvon Walker, yeah, that was disappointing. But, you know, I, again, on paper, it, it appears that this is a better defense. And, you know, they they looked active. They they looked like they were into it. it it's a, It's going to be a different scheme. We know that. It's more of an attacking scheme. And, you know, I think the word juice is often uh, overused at times. But, you know, it, it kind of felt that way today. An OTA on a Monday after the weekend, it, it felt like that defense uh, had it had it going. And, you know, that was encouraging to see. I, I find myself so often comparing this year to last year. It, you know, for instance, Doug Peterson. I mean, the, we saw him today again with that offense and, and Trevor Lawrence, man. That's so much more coaching we're seeing from him than what we saw a year ago with Urban Meyer. But – I thought the defense at least looked alive, and uh, today that was good enough for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought considering they were down, uh, you know, not just Trayvon, but down uh, Darius Williams, who obviously we think at worst-case scenario is the nickel, 
Uh, Malcolm Brown uh, did not participate. Uh, you know, so they're you know they're down some guys here, and uh, you know I, I thought they they performed well. I, I really thought it was a good day for for sort of the the role players, the guys that you're not counting on to flirt with the Pro Bowl, but guys like Dewan Smoot, uh, Devon Hamilton, Adam Gotsis. They really seem to have good days today. Again, there's no contact. I, I understand all that. But, uh, you know, I thought it was it was to the point where Trevor almost joked in the press conference about, you know, the defensive line was sort of giving us a, a tempo you're really not supposed to give us when the pads aren't on. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and he said it, you know, laughing. <clears throat> but there was some truth to it. And they were definitely uh, firing off the ball. And, uh, you know, and, and when the offensive linemen aren't really allowed to hit them much, uh, it, it it creates a little bit of an unfair advantage, but I I did think that we saw some good things out of Smoot Hamilton and uh, and Gotsis. Yeah, overall I thought it was a pretty good day. Um, you know, we did talk with Trevor again after practice, and I'm you know, just a little concerned about that whole uh, mental side of things. And I understand that that's football because there's coaching changes every year, but. You know, here's a guy anointed as the second coming, and this is his third offense in three years. And, you know, I wonder how much of it is mental and trying to understand what you need to do as opposed to just going out there and and playing football. Uh, The good side of it is you get this month to learn. You get next month to learn. He did say he's going to huddle up with the wide receivers during the offseason, and they're going to throw. And you made a good point about the Kirk ball. Uh, that he threw earlier where he hadn't even completed his route and the ball was there. But, boy, you know, Hayes, that's not something I want every year around here unless an offensive coordinator is so good that he's being snatched up by another team to be their head coach. I I would like this to settle down a little bit, have some consistency within this offense so you just keep adding to it. You don't have to go into camp year after year and start from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. And again, this is goes back to, you know, why it I think it made a lot of sense to invest in receiver in the draft high because you want Trevor to have guys, excuse me, that he's going to grow with. And uh and you know, it's just hard to foresee Christian Kirk being here in 3 years. I mean, hopefully he is because that means that, you know, he's living up to that contract and playing great football and and they they, you know, want to keep paying him. But we know that 90% of these deals by the year time time you get to year 3, the deal is done and it's been ripped up and the players moved on. So uh, at some point they're going to need to invest in the receiver position, young guys that can grow up with Trevor. Um, <clears throat> but in, <clears throat> and that'll probably be obviously the biggest priority arguably of this coming off season, which we've got a ton of time to, to get into. But, um, but yeah, I like the energy level and I like what you, you said about Doug Peterson, because the more that you watch and, and we're just in the infancy of this, of observing it, but Boy, what a contrast. I mean, it's just it's a it's a group of professional coaches that they let the trainers handle it in stretching. They're not trying to high five every guy. There's no 20 minute speeches, 15 minutes into the practice about legacy and you know, what kind of team do you want to leave, you know, behind and I mean, it's it's just a professional operation. And right. there's not a lot of rah-rah. It's hey, you know, I trust you guys to get your work done and we're going to get our work done. We're going to have a good day and then we're going to go in and, and, and we're going to, you know, take that to the classroom. And, and I, I just find it so refreshing so far. I can't wait until camp opens and we're out there every day and you really start to get a sense of the program and things like that. But uh, again, I, I love seeing the difference 
in the Doug Peterson style compared to what we saw last year under Urban Meyer. But yeah, and it's totally night and day. And you know, there's there's none of this looking to the media member next year and you know going what are they doing? Like, you know what, what's happening here and some of the bizarre stuff we went through uh, a season ago. So yeah, it appears to be that much better. There's no question about it. it. Just feels totally different. And again, it's early and they're professionals. It does look good. It's supposed to look good. And we'll see what continues to happen as we move forward. All right. Um, as we get ready to wrap things up, uh, first things first, why don't you say hello to our sponsor once again? Yeah, I appreciate John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Look, we all have to have car insurance. Make sure that you're paying the best rate. Make sure everything in your policy is something that you need. You'd be surprised. There's so many things that go into your car insurance policy. And if it's been a long time since you set up your current policy, you really should give it a look and and just make sure that what you're paying for is what you should be paying for and you're getting a good deal. You're getting the right value. John Spicklemeyer can help you with that. Give him a call at 471-7155. That's Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. All right. We thank him as always. My name is Rick Fogu with you each and every night. Six to eight, Hayes, uh, Hayes Carline on right before me from three to six. Hayes, how do the listeners get to you and comment on what they just heard? Yeah, please uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Hayes Carline. What about you, Rick? Same deal here, Baloo1010XL. You can get me there on Twitter. Folks, it's going to be a fun week around here, no question about it. Again, send your comments to us, and make sure you're around the next time we get things rolling right here on Death Taxes and do all. Well.